Outdoor Ace Hardware, Street Seafood and Meat Market, Medicare Insurance Advisors, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Alan White along with Doug Max. We've got a good show lined up for you. Our special guest today is Mr. Matt Marshall. He's the Assistant Chief of Fisheries for the Conservation Department. We're going to learn a lot about state lakes and the opportunities we have there uh, for fishing. But uh, first of all, I want to give away a, a coupon. Let's do a Boston Butt from Street Seafood and Meat Market. We'll take the third caller at 694-1055 to give that away. Yeah, that sounds good. Yes, sir. <laughs> Boston Butt can always use one of those well you know and this weekend coming up memorial day weekend mm-hmm. and the weather according to the weather man is couldn't be any more perfect and uh, be a great weekend for somebody barbecuing and and whatever they're doing whether they're out on the water but mm-hmm. they really need to be careful this weekend because out on the water is going to be a whole lot more people i'll than tell it you what is, so. that's a good point we'll talk about some safety with our next reporter captain wayne miller's with us how you doing wayne Man, I'm doing great, guys. Last time I was on with y'all, you teased me with some steaks from, <laughs> from over there, and now you you getting me with a Boston butt. That's not fair. You just That's need not fair, you man. just need to go over there and trade some of them bass you catching for some steaks over there. Well, <laughs> well, Wayne, they say life ain't fair, so I guess you find it out. That's true. <laughs> I see it, buddy. Yeah, man, I tell you what, um, you know, we, we've had a good week this week weather-wise here on the Delta, and it's, uh, you know, just some beautiful weather. I mean, it's, it's getting pretty warm during the day, but, man, the mornings are really comfortable, and, uh, you know, the water's cleaning up. Um, you know, nothing's really flooded. I mean, we got... Uh, the mobile is just a little over four feet on the Barry Steam Plant reading. So uh, the middle and lower delta has really held up good. And there's a lot of people catching fish up the rivers, too. So, um, you know, the um, I guess the biggest challenge is, is what y'all just got through talking about. Going into this weekend, uh, you know, the fish, the bass, the panfish, uh, everything is, is biting pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest challenge will be just being careful out on the water because, uh, you know, if we have have some pretty weather, which looks like we're going to, there'll be a lot of people out running around. Mm-hmm. And alcoholic beverages will be there. So you just got to watch people. Don't be, be very safe and uh a defensive driving in a boat. <laughs> That's what I yeah, call it. Yeah, you know, and, you know, I, I think one of the biggest keys to that, Alan, is, you know, you always, you know, you, you, you're meeting a boat, mm-hmm. and, and you just, you, you really assume, you anticipate, well, surely he's not going to, you know, turn in front of me, or mm-hmm. surely he's not going to do this. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, they very well may. Yeah. That's why, you know, it's so important, like you just said, you just have to be, you know, really defensive, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, yeah, it's hard for somebody like me to do, but you have to just get a little extra patience, and um, and you know, because the last thing in the world you want is to be involved in an incident out on that water. That's right, and you know, during the holidays, people get together with their boats and they follow each mm-hmm. other around. I see people doing that, and they're following way too close, man. I mean, those boats, you you never know what's going to happen to the boat in front of you. He may power down all of a sudden, 
go off a plane, yeah. and if you're not watching real close and you're too close, you're just going to run over the back of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't take long for it to happen. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a pretty common occurrence, yeah. actually. I mean, so, uh, you know, again, just everybody just have a little extra dose of patience and, and be careful this weekend. But, you know, I think the fishing will hold up and be pretty good. We've had, we've had a good tide this week, and um, we're kind of moving into a, a little bit uh, of a, a nip tide for the first of next week, starting on really Sunday and Monday. Uh, but then, you know, we pick back up into a good tide next week. And, and actually a week from this, this Saturday, uh, which will be June 3rd, uh, you know, we're moving back into the next full moon. So, you know, of course, after that full moon, you know, that next week we'll have just a really phenomenal tide. So, um, you know, we got, uh, you know, we're getting some some nice weather. It's not just so hot yet. So it is a great time to get out right now. Well, Doug's been up in the northern delta. I mean, extreme north northern delta. <laughs> well, the last two mornings I yeah, have, the, yeah. And the, and the water you said was high. It but, was a little bit high, high but, you know, higher than I like, yeah. maybe by a couple of feet. But, yeah. uh, but you know, where some of the fish are out in the woods. But the water was, was clear. It, it looked good. Yeah. And, uh, and the fishing yeah. was pretty good. You know, better, a lot better than it could be, you know. So, oh, yeah. From all, yeah. From all reports I've heard, the crappie are on and off right now. You know, it's getting hot during the day. Yeah. and. People are not fishing all day long. A lot of them just have to quit about 10 o'clock and come on home. But uh, they are. The bite, I mean, is on and off. Uh, so you just have to look for the ones that bite and uh, just keep at it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I've been seeing quite a few. I mean, there's a lot of panfish guys out. The brim guys are, I mean, they're going. So, when I see that many of them, and and you know, and 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 those kind of numbers, I know they're not just going out there riding around; they're <laughs> catching brim. That's right. Hey, speaking of uh, bass, which is your expertise, uh, this water is just a tad cooler than it could be. I think you know, it's, it could be four or five degrees warmer. Is, is that kind of uh, keeping you from having to fish so slow right now? Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, Doug, it. Um, you know, you um, bring up a good point because, you know, we had, we, we've had we had a lot of high water. And, uh, you know, with a lot of that water coming from, you know, from up north. And, uh, you know, it's kept the water temperatures down in the main rivers. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, and that helps because, you know, when you're talking about water around that 80-degree mark or low 80s, you know, that's not really hot. Uh, now, you know, uh, a month, month and a half from now, when we're looking at water temperatures in the low 90s uh, and mid-90s, uh, now it gets oppressively hot. And, you know, and the fish are just, uh, they're much more lethargic. You know, you, you typically see a lot more feeding uh, during periods of tidal movement then. Because uh, right now with this cooler water, I mean, these fish are still pretty active. Yeah, that's that's what I found, and pretty active even after the sun gets up bright, you know, for yeah. the next couple of hours. Right. It doesn't seem to to slow them down as much as as it will, you know, like you said, a month from now. That'll that'll change. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, right now in the morning, you know, even on up in the morning, eight, nine o'clock, you know, it's still pretty comfortable out there, you know, and and we know what it'll be like. It'll be oppressively <laughs> hot. And so, it, um, yeah, we really have to enjoy this time of year. It, it's still some pretty nice weather for yeah, us. That's true. I tell you what, I want to mention this too. The catfish are still biting hard and they there's people doing really good on catfish right now and that's been going yeah. on that's been going on for a long time this spring you know uh right after the water started coming down and them catfish turned on so. yeah well you know one good thing about catfishing is even when the water is kind of messed up and you can't you know you're having a hard time catching crappie or bass or whatever you can always catch catfish. <laughs> you know, they just move around a little bit with the high water, but the catfish can be caught year-round pretty much. Well, you know, you know, it's amazing on the Delta here, uh, guys. You know, I remember 25, 30 years ago, seemed like we had a lot more guys that targeted catfish. Yep. But I don't think there's been, you know, we hadn't seen any real, you know, the catfish hadn't been diminished on the Delta because all the guys that do catfish now, I talked to quite a few of them, and man, they catch them constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, they do. I think you know, I think it, most of the catfishermen moved up there in the country where I live because they <laughs> up on the Alabama River there, they target them really hard up there. Mm-hmm. They catch the fool out of them up there, and and like you say, yeah. they're not diminishing because they catch them on a regular basis. You know, Wayne, yeah. you're right. About thirty years ago, I remember. When I was a young man, uh, the uh, the catfish was a prized uh, catch back then. You know, yeah. everybody wanted oh, to catch yeah. a good old catfish and and have it to eat. Things change now. Uh, people <laughs> yeah. don't people don't relish that catfish as much as they used to. And not back then, I, I only knew one man that that targeted white perch. And now every yeah. other every other body. <laughs> yeah, right. They, yeah, they're putting a hammer yeah, on those these enough. days. But. Yeah. The the numbers of of white perch fishermen are starting to rival the bass guys. Absolutely. And, you know what's what's really astonishing for for people like us our age is to see the technology that's been ingrained in that that uh, that white perch fishing is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Wayne, it's always good to talk to you, man. Have a great weekend. Okay, guys. Y'all, too. Be safe. Yes, sir. We'll be back in just a moment with Captain Bobby Abrascado, and we'll talk to Joe Dunn up at Miller's Ferry, and we'll let you know what's going on. Y'all stick around. football fix all year long on the chuck oliver show the king of college football brings you two hours of local college football talk throughout the year with the biggest experts from across the nation and exclusive interviews with the coaches and players you want to hear from it's the college football talk you deserve on the chuck oliver show 
Weekdays from 1 to 3 and evenings from 8 to 10 on WNSP. Street Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive up from 10.30 till 3.30. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's Dining Room is now open and the banquet room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette. Find them on Facebook. Are you over or approaching 65, working and trying to figure out if getting on Medicare is the right choice? If you're confused with your current Medicare coverage and want to talk to somebody local, Aiden Marks at Medicare Insurance Advisors is an independent agent that has been helping folks with their Medicare since 2009. Aiden has helped hundreds of individuals in Mobile and Baldwin County, located on Highway 98 in Daphne near Terry Thompson, and there's never a fee for his service. Call 251-463-0031 or visit medicareinsurance-advisors.com. Football season is a time when our communities come together. It's a fun time of traveling to games, tailgating, and cheering on our team with our friends and family. At Community Bank, no matter what team you're rooting for, we promise to always be on your team. Let us support you as you start a new business, build your dream home, or start saving more for the future. Community Bank, a bank like no other. Terry Thompson Chevrolet is more like a family than a car dealership. On a scale from 1 to 10, Terry Thompson Chevrolet is off the charts. The entire sales team at Terry Thompson was awesome. They really made the process simple and easy for the customer, and we appreciated that. I've recommended Terry Thompson Chevrolet to all my friends because there's no pressure and you get a great deal. If I had to say one thing about Terry Thompson Chevrolet, it would be the greatest car dealership in the world. Hi, Ty Thompson again. And those were some real-life Terry Thompson customers that we truly value and appreciate. And when you let Terry Thompson take you home, we promise you will also be treated like family. And now is a great time to save really big on our great selection of new Chevrolets. When you find new roads to Terry Thompson Chevrolet on Highway 98 Daphne or online at shopterry.com. Terry Thompson is your automotive superstore. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Welcome back to the show. We have Captain Bobby Abrascato with A-Team Fishing Adventures with us to give us a report on the inshore action for your weekend. How you doing, Bobby? Man, we're windblown, brother. Not, not too bad. It's... uh. <laughs> The last week or so has been uh, been been rather breezy for this time of year. You know, usually by this time of year it's starting to settle down a little bit, but it hasn't it hasn't given us a break lately. But fortunately, it's still you know we're still catching fish. Sometimes it ain't exactly what you want to do, but you know you finish up, you caught some fish and battle the wind, and you know so it ain't all bad. Of course, I know you guys have talked about it already, but snapper season opening this weekend that's going to be an adventure too. So <laughs> I sure hope this wind settles down for the people that want to go out there and. Get, Try to catch some snapper. Yeah, I, I hope everybody stays safe too. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's big... right. Yeah, yeah. Ain't many. They're not a fish worth going out and getting yourself in trouble. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Bobby, do they normally open snapper season 
like Memorial Day weekend? Cause that just... that's, that's, yeah, that's been the last several years. That's when it's been opening as the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. And then they'll go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday on the weekends until they fill the quota. You know, and that's typically what they do. So this is kind of like the normally, the when I say normally, you know, in the last number of years, that's what they've done is opened it up on uh on Memorial, you know, the Friday of Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. you know. So um, anyway, if you're gonna get to the ramp, I'd recommend getting there pretty early. <laughs> you're gonna, <laughs> are you gonna take you a little bit of a walk? What is the size and uh, limits on snapper this year? Well, you want to double check it. You know, you always want to double check it. You know, but it's two, it's uh, two snapper as per person. You know, so um, that's all you're allowed. And and uh, you know, you you. I don't know about what anybody else does. Usually the first two legal ones I catch are going in the box. I know sometimes people release them, but I like, quite honestly, I like as far as like eating the smaller ones. Now that we get to go so much more, you know what I'm saying? It used to be when it was such a short season, you want to go out there and catch the biggest ones you could catch. Yeah. But right now, you know, if I catch a 16, 17, 18-inch snapper, you know, 17, 18-inch, maybe even a 20-inch snapper, which is not a real big snapper compared to what we have here in Alabama, Man, those are the ones I want to put in the box, you know. So, uh, and I've played that game before, and you guys too have, I'm sure, you know, get close to your limit and go like, well, let's let these little ones go and try and finish out with some big ones. And then the next three hours, you're trying to catch that last snapper, you know. So I always am trying to get mine in the box, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, again, I, my, my snapper fishing is grocery fishing. I, I love to eat snapper. That's that's uh, one of mine and my wife's favorite fish. So I'm going out there and making sure that I get some fish when I'm when I'm out there snapper fishing. Yeah, Bobby. Before we get to onto these speckled trout, I, I do want to. Ask ask you when you mentioned that do, i think you have to have the reef permit do you not yeah you got to get you got to get the uh whether you're over whether you're whether you're not required to have a license for your age or whatever reason you still have to get the ten dollar reef permit you know so you need to look into that too it's real easy i, do, I say ten dollars i think it's actually free maybe ten dollars i don't know but anyway you do when you go to alabama outdoors yeah my crew's telling me it's ten dollars and uh you go to alabama outdoors you can get it on the app uh, and just register for it. So you got to have it with your fishing license, even if you're not required to have one. I had some uh, older fellows with me not long ago, and we had to go through all of that. So anyway, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That was a great point. You know, talking about those big ones, the best part of a big one are the cheeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, the che- and the throats. If you yeah. can get somebody that knows how to clean them, I'm not mm-hmm. one of them, but if you know how somebody that knows how to get a throat and a cheek off, buddy, yeah. that's some good. That's a good part of that snapper right <laughs> it, there. you got to have somebody that knows what they're doing to get it off. Yeah, it, hey, I can do it, but it takes me a while. Hey, it sure is. Those are delicious. But, hey, tell us, uh, you know, how are you catching the specs? Uh, you still using the popping corks and the voodoos? Still- yeah, and you know, as you know, like, it, it, by the way, I'm still not talking to you. You kicked my butt so bad the other day. I'm not talking to you anymore. I want to talk to Alan. Hey, I was busy fishing while you were busy tending to our guests there. So. <laughs> well, you did a good job with it, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, when you were with me the other day too, we battled the wind a little bit, so or a lot for that yeah, matter. Yeah, a lot. But, yeah, I. You know, the popping cork is a great way to catch fish any time. But when you got wind, like we've been dealing with, it's a great technique because you can cast across the wind or downwind or even into the wind and make that thing work you know if you try to do that with a top water or a spoon or even a jig you know you're only the only direction you can cast when a when a heavy wind like we've had for the last week or two weeks is straight downwind so you just better hope the fish are there whereas with that cork if you start seeing fish blowing up or slicks and they're out to the side of the boat across the wind you can still make that lure work you know and uh the other thing too is that you can get you know experienced anglers like us or inexperienced anglers, and it works equally as well for either one of us, you know, uh, because quite honestly, 
you know, when I usually, what they'll say, what do I do with this thing? I said, throw it out there, pop it, count to three. When it goes under, start reeling, you got to fish. That's <laughs> as technical as I can make it. <laughs> you can't make it any harder than that, you know? Right. And I think the kid in us all loves seeing a cork going underwater. Absolutely. Man, appreciate the report, Bobby. Have a great weekend and be safe out there, buddy. Uh, all right, you guys too. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. All right, Joe Dunn is with us. He's uh, up in Miller's Ferry. He keeps an eye on the water up there. How you doing, Joe? Doing great, Alan. Water's yeah. looking good. It's still they got it. Uh, we, you know, we had some few showers in the last week, on and off, and upriver from us. Uh, I noticed up around the Birmingham area and, and through there, and we're getting. We got our actually our river's back rising a little bit. It ain't gonna last long. It's not gonna get real high. It's just gonna rise a little bit. We we still got a lot of current, but it's 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 still it's still clear right now. So I mean everything's fine. We got just a little bit more water than I would like for this time of year right now. It's keeping the fish kind of scattered a little bit. Mm. So being that's the condition for crappie. Are people having luck just uh, uh, trolling now, or are they still single poling or drop rigging or what? It's going to be best in uh, those 10, 10, 11 foot brush piles out in some of those bigger lakes or on the edge of the channel. They're, they're starting to come to them. But with the water still being high and cool, it's still got them a little bit scattered. But uh, the brush piles are probably paying off the best. Uh, another pattern, you would be fishing around a creek mouth or an eddy on that river. Mm -hmm. Since there is so much current or in a brush top, big, big top, you know, on the river bank, dropping them in or down in those things. Because I, uh, I went out there looking with a live scope. Some of them trees were just slam full of fish. Mm -hmm. But it was so much current trying to get them to bite that just wouldn't wouldn't do nothing. So you're gonna have to wait for it. I like for it when they get low enough, they start cutting the water on and cutting it off, mm -hmm. and then you can really concentrate on those fish out and in the river, and it will concentrate them up better on your brush piles. Like I said, the water hadn't got really hot yet. You know, it's still in the 70s, and uh, you know it's just gonna be that way till we get that. Uh, started getting some day, uh, have a lot a long length of time with no rain, and it gets uh, lower, and that water starts getting hotter, and that's when they really bunch up on those brush piles mm -hmm. and onto those boat docks. Then, and it, it makes it real easy to catch them. Then, Joe, are the are the bass stacked up on the points or in the creeks or on the side of the rivers? Where are they at right now? <laughs> With the bass, it's sort of like the same thing, you know. Like I said, uh, if you, you, when you have the water up and it's still relatively cool, they stay. They just uh, stay more in the shallower flats, you know, up in the creeks and all. Mm -hmm. It's not really bunching them on, on those points and ledges yet. Okay, it's a few out there, but the ones usually it's just mostly small fish right now. Hmm. Uh, the big fish are gonna be up in the creek that's got deep water under a grass mat or around some stumps on the ledge, edge of the creek channel, uh, structure like that. And uh, they'll be in those flats with that current coming through them in that, you know, six to eight foot of water around those stumps and uh, brush piles uh, there. So 
it's still they they still just a little bit scattered out. I mean, you you catch a fish them out on anything you throw right now for a bass. Hmm. Hey, aren't they supposed to be uh, having like a, a pretty big tournament out of Bridgeport coming up, or maybe this weekend, or real soon? Or? Uh, yes, they're having the. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, we talked about it last night, and I can't. It's uh, that the uh, K Dawson that, that that tournament that you puts on Alabama Bass Trail. Bass Trail, yeah, yeah, that's going on and uh, coming up. And then we got, uh, you know, we got the big crappie tournament this weekend at, at Roland Cooper, mm-hmm. and uh, just a single fish crappie. You know, mm-hmm. it's not really, it's it's more of a family oriented tournament. That big crappie day is anybody get lucky and catch one fish. <laughs> That's right. All right, Joe. I hope you have a great weekend. Appreciate your time, buddy. All right. We'll see y'all. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to be back with our special guest, Matt Marshall, and talk about some state lake opportunities for fishing. I always love to utilize those state lakes. Uh, They're not really pressured at all. And anyway, we'll talk about that with Matt after this. For 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelor's service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special. Or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelor's offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelor's is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorservice.com. Certification 177. Andrews Diesel and Automotive on Highway 31 in Spanish Fort is expanding, and they're looking for two technicians with big truck and or equipment experience to join their family of top professionals. Andrews Diesel and Automotive offers excellent pay, vacation, sick days, retirement, insurance, and paid holidays. Apply at 11349 Highway 181 in Spanish Fort or call 591-1596 to set up an interview. Andrews Diesel and Automotive, an equal opportunity employer. Future Ones is an Alabama-based athletic apparel and accessories company dedicated to serving and investing in our local schools and athletes, treating every school and team with top priority. No matter what size your program is, wear the future with Future Ones and support Alabama high school athletics. Located off Schillinger Road in Sims, visit future1s.com and find them on Facebook. Future Ones, the official cloth sponsor of the AHSAA. Top Tracer Range, the ball tracing technology that changed the way we watched golf on TV, is transforming the driving range experience. Now available at Timber Creek Golf Club. Guests of all skill levels will enjoy playing virtual golf games, competing against friends, and seeing their shot trace and stats in interactive game screens. Enjoy eight covered monitor bays and full access to the Top Tracer Range at every hitting station. Learn more at toptracer.com or reserve your covered bay now at Timber Creek Golf Club. Just north of I-10 across from the Eastern Shore Center. Visit golftimbercreek.com. If your to-do list requires work on the land, come see us at SunSouth. 
We listen to your needs so you get the right equipment and the right implements at a price you can afford. And during our spring sales event at SunSouth, you can save even more with store-wide specials and financing as low as 0% on select John Deere models so you can get the to-do list done faster, more efficiently, and more affordably. For your equipment needs, come see us at SunSouth. Equipment for those that do. Offers expire May 30, 2023. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Do you have a vision of a golf cart that doesn't exist? Well, the Cart Doctor can make it happen for you. The Cart Doctor's custom capabilities are virtually limitless. Lift kits, paintwork, they'll do whatever it takes to bring your ideas to life. With an unrivaled inventory on site, the Cart Doctor is the one name you need if you're looking for a new golf cart, need repairs, or just routine maintenance. Located at 5683 Highway 90 West in Theodore, or visit cartdr.com and follow the links to connect with the Cart Doctor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm Alan White, along with Doug Max. We've got a special guest today. He is the Assistant Chief of Freshwater Fisheries. His name is Matt Marshall, and we're going to talk about state lakes today. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank y'all for having me. How are y'all doing? Well, we're doing good. It's a bright, sunny day down here. How's things in Montgomery? Same here. Nice, uh, unseasonally cool weather. Perfect for fishing. <laughs> uh, yep, that's true. Well, let's uh, let's talk about State Lakes. You know, uh, the show is based out of Mobile, Alabama. We serve Bowen and Mobile and some Washington County. The closest uh, state lake, this, as far as I know, to Mobile is located in Washington County. Is that true? Yes, sir. That one's uh, right there in Millery, um, and it's uh, we just uh, renovated it probably about eight or ten years ago. Um, restocked it. Well, no, excuse me, less than that. Several years ago with bass and um, brim and crappie, and uh, it reopened uh, without a manager, and uh, it's been doing pretty well. Good. How many? How big is that lake? Uh, that lake, um, it was it's 84 acres in size. It was uh, constructed in the I think about the mid 1960s, um, and uh, it's been doing really well for us. Do you have any idea what the average, how many boats are in there on an average day this time of year? Well, so you know we've we've seen some decline in usage at some of our rural state lakes. So Washington County Lake is operated without a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have any records exactly of the daily usage. I mean, there's several, I mean, it's probably 1,500 permits are sold online. Um, at Washington County Lake, you have to go online to get your permit. You can pay $3 for a daily permit, or you can pay uh, $30 for an annual permit, and that allows you to, to put your boat in as many times as you want every year, and I think it's a real bargain for people that are looking for a place that has, you know, the grass is cut, uh, they've got porta potties out there, boat launch, fishing pier, uh, a real good opportunity for families. Sounds yeah. like a great deal. It, it is. It, that's a first class lake. Uh, I'm a lot more familiar with it than Alan is. Yep. And uh, and and speaking of uh, uh, bass, I, I know a lot of people target bass in these state lakes, and Washington County is one of those. That, you know, I hate to give away a secret, but it's full of big bass. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it really is. It is loaded with big bass. And the last time I, I fished there, it was all catch and release. Is that still the case? 
Yeah, that's still the case. And these some of these smaller impoundments that receive a, a fair amount of pressure, um, that first year class of bass that we stock, uh, they can get caught out fairly quickly. Um, just to kind of give you a little side note on some of the growth rates, I believe that first year, uh, this, those are two-year-old fish when we reopened the lake. And I think some well, reports for people catching some bass at five pounds. So they were growing at over over two pounds per year initially. Yeah. So, yeah, there was some really, really good bass fishing, especially right when it opened up. Uh, let me ask you about some of the other lakes. You, you talked about that one didn't have a manager. And, you know, some of them do. Mm -hmm. uh, I live in Monroe County, and we have a lake yep. there in, in Beatrice, and it has a manager. And, and I think maybe the Escambia County Lake does as well. But uh, how does that work? Do y'all, these people that seem like they manage it, they do it for a lot of years. I don't, it seems that way to me, but. Yeah, it, it's a labor of love. So our, our lake managers, they're not state employees. They don't have state state benefits. They are contract uh, concessionaires uh, through the state of Alabama to operate the bait shop. And, you know, their income is derived from, you know, sales of fishing permits and also any, any bait and tackle that, that they uh, people buy in the bait shop. And so it, it's, um, it's, in, it's, a, it's a hard job. You know, you're out there long hours. Um, I appreciate all the hard work they do for the citizens of Alabama. They're not state employees, but they are public servants um, um, indirectly, um, you know, weighing fish out, keeping up the grounds, all that stuff. So when you go out there and fish, that all that goes right back to them to help keep that lake operating. And, yeah, Monroe County Lake's um, a really good lake, especially for uh, bluegill, red ear, and, and, and channel catfish, which at all of our state lakes uh, we stock out a full-grown, catchable-sized channel catfish uh, every winter in our lakes. Hmm. Well, I know that one is. You, you mentioned red ear. To, to most people, that's a shell cracker. And, yeah, that yeah. lake is well-known for shell cracker, at least in my neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. That's a really big shell cracker there. Does it have crappie, too? Uh, it does not have crappie in, in that lake. Okay. Crappie can, it can be, there's pluses to crappie, but there's negatives. You know, they have boom and bust years of recruitment. So you can run into issues with them interacting with your bass and, and your other uh, catfish and other, uh, other species. So some of our lakes do have them, and, and some of them don't. Uh, usually it's, um, we have stocked some, but usually it's just uh, ponds or, or, or other lakes in the watershed, and they, they just move down when you have your spring rains. Okay. Well, I've heard in the past, I've heard that it's got to be a huge lake to support crappie because they're so prolific. They, they multiply so fast that it, it'll take over a lake or they, yeah. they, they don't Oh, yeah, they, they can. And yeah, I'm not sure the exact, you know, amount of acres, but, you know, probably a pond under 10 or 15 acres crappie would definitely be a, a negative right. when you get over that size um, most of our state lakes like i said do have crappie and you have uh those complex interactions with with different species you you know the bass can help maybe uh keep them in check uh, so there are there are you know when you get above that 15 acres you're probably yeah. maybe okay but you really still could run into issues if you don't have a forage base for those crappie and bass i got you well i know bass love to eat small crappie <laughs> you know too so it's good bass food i suppose uh, you mentioned the uh forage thing do, do y'all uh stock those lakes also say with you know like threadfin shad or anything like that yeah we we have some of our lakes some of our older lakes um where we haven't like drained and restocked the, the fish populations we will supplement uh some stockings with threadfin shad to help you know boost those weights of some of those bass as as that lake ages uh we also stock um, 
bluegill in the winters for as a forage um, for some of our lakes. Like I said, they maybe have a, a, a too robust of a bass population where those weights of those fish are kind of struggling to kind of help hopefully boost them up and, and, and get them a little bit better growth. We've talked about Washington County and Monroe County State Lakes. Tell us about the Escambia County State Lake. That one uh, previously was known as um, probably one of the uh, best trophy lakes in the state of Alabama um, when it reopened. When it first originally opened, probably in the early 90s, and then in, into the mid-90s, they were catching teen-sized bass. Uh, I think the largest one was, they caught a couple over 14 during the 90s. Uh, since then, the population of bass has kind of gone down. Um, unfortunately, we lost the lake manager last year um, just due with the, the, the inflation and economics. Uh, they, they couldn't make it work. and. We've struggled to find anybody to operate that lake, so it's it's currently closed. Um, not going to close forever. Um, we're just working with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, uh, the U.S. Forest Service, because that lake's actually on their property, on and on operations and stuff. So how long? Uh, it was also also known for really big bluegill uh, as well. How long has it been closed now? Uh, since last fall. Okay. I think you you tell me if this is right. I think you can go on to Outdoor Alabama and just kind of find out about any of these lakes. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. We've got um, 23 lakes in 20 locations scattered all around the state. Um, you can go on to OutdoorAlabama.com, uh, just kind of going like over the operations of our lake. So we have a couple of lakes without a manager at Fayette, Washington, where you can buy your permit online. All the other lakes, uh, it's $3 to go fishing uh, for anybody uh, 12 and up. Uh, $3 to launch your boat. They have rental boats at all of them as well. Um, of course, your fishing license um, is required to us if, 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 if you're over the age of 16. Okay. Um, we manage them uh, extensively, uh, fertilizing uh, in the springtime and into the summer. Uh, we're spraying aquatic plants around the bank fishing areas to, to get uh, ang bank anglers better access. Uh, rental boats are available at lakes with managers. Uh, just a really good place, you know, you're looking something to do this Saturday, this Memorial Day weekend, you can hop in, uh, you can rent a boat, get your permit, and go fishing, bathrooms, fishing piers, boat ramps, cut grass. So it, they're perfect areas for families and people looking to get into fishing. I, I couldn't agree more. Mr. Marshall, they, I will say this, the, the experiences I've had at the State Lakes, the, the not only are the grounds well managed, but the bank fishing is good and, and the fishing just overall is good and Somebody's doing a real good job at, at the top taking care of these lakes because they are, they're kind of a, a, a little hidden gem that everybody don't know about. Yep, that's true. Yeah, and that, that's, that's one thing. You know, they, a lot of them were built back in the, in the 1940s and 50s, and most of them, and uh, with a lot of support from the local communities, the local counties. In some instances, we had um, Sportsman's Club that raised money to actually buy some of the land. So mm -hmm. they're they're really tied to the local communities. And, and I think over the last, you know, of course, yep. it's been 70 years, some people forgot about them. So I really appreciate y'all highlighting these these uh, state public fishing lakes for our yes, citizens. Sir. Anytime, anything we can do to help. Hey, we'd love to see one built down here in Baldwin or Mobile County someday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all, guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with our peer pounder, Mr. David Thornton, right after this.
What's going on, everybody? Steven Root here, and I am thrilled to be back here at WNSP, but this time in a new format. You can hear me every week on the Double Team Podcast exclusively on WNSP Now. I'll be joined once again by my guy, Nick Wiggins, as we cover all the hot topics and drama around the NBA. If you're looking for a fun and unfiltered deep dive on the NBA that you can't get on air, check out the Double Team Podcast on WNSP Now, found wherever you get your podcasts. With summer here, it's time to take care of those pesky boat problems you've been putting off. Visit Blue Water Yacht Sales today so you'll be ready to hit the water in the warmer weather. Blue Water is a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and is a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. Of course, Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. And if you're selling, skip the hassle and let Blue Water sell your boat for you. Visit BlueWaterYachtSales.net. Since 1997, Alabama Pipe and Supply has served Alabama, Mississippi, and Florida as a company solely dedicated to providing quality products and services. Alabama Pipe and Supply carries all types of plastic, metal, and concrete pipes, providing corrugated metal, plastic, PVC pipes of all sizes, all types of fittings and connectors, and they specialize in driveways and culverts. They also carry numerous types of geotextiles, such as erosion mats, filter fabrics, and silt fence. Visit alabamapipe.com for more information. For 159 years, Wilmer Hall Children's Home has been serving young people in need due to poverty, abuse, homelessness, and neglect. Our programs include transitional living, tutoring, and a delivery-based food pantry. Please save the date for our summer fundraiser, the Kaiser Marie Memorial Fishing Tournament presented by Lazy Boy, to be held on June 17th at the Mobile Big Game Fishing Club with a way station on Dauphin Island. For more information about Wilmer Hall, please visit wilmerhall.org. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation and a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem, Eliquis, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor, as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. Welcome back to the show. Let's give away another coupon for some Hall Sausage. Some of my favorite sausages, Hall Sausage. Let's give away a five-pound sample pack to the third caller at 694-1055, 694-1055. All right. Uh, we've got a world championship turkey calling contest coming up soon it's going to be june 9th and 10th takes place right here in mobile at the world at the convention center so uh admission is free what else do we know about it doug uh like i say it's a two-day deal uh the first day is there's a lot of preliminary that friday yeah a lot of preliminary uh preliminary calling 
to kind of whittle it down so mm -hmm. the next day won't be quite so busy. Yeah. Uh, but they have some youth contests and things the first day. They have some hunter divisions for people that, let's say you have never been in a turkey calling contest and yeah. maybe you don't want to go up against the best in the country. <laughs> so you can come in and do like a hunter division. Yeah. But those people that have ever won a hunter division, they can't uh, keep entering that. Right. And once they've ever won that contest, they have to move on. That's the beginner's the, level. I guess kind of you could yeah. say that. And they have, do they have a beginner's level for youth too? No, it's just a youth. And, uh, oh, just the youth? You'd be shocked how good some of them are. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, you, you thought, Lord, these guys, are, it, you know, they could get, walk right into the open contest and give <laughs> some of them some serious competition. They really could. Well, they're, we'll they're look that forward. Good. We're going to look forward to talking to Kenny Weiss, the director of this, in weeks to come. Uh, get more details about who's calling, who's going to yeah. be there. So I guess that's basically two weeks they from got this an all-star lineup of judges this year. I know that. So, uh Looking forward to that. All right, let's talk about pier fishing with David Thornton. David, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, Alan. How about y'all today? We're doing Hope good. You're enjoying this nice weather, huh? We are, man. It was kind of cool the last two mornings, but then it gets hot about eleven o'clock. <laughs> have to go yeah, find that's some... the only thing about this dry air is that. You know, as, as nice as it is at sunrise by mid-morning, it's starting to warm up pretty mm -hmm. quickly, and it'll be in the mid-80s, you know, by midday. And so it, it we're really starting to slip into that pattern where early and late in the day are probably going to be the best times to fish most of the time, mm -hmm. um, you know, for shore fishing, uh, pier fishing in general. Um, there. You know, as the last few days showed, there can be a bite around midday around the tide change, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, that's kind of hit or miss, and it just depends on, like, you know, the other day, a, a school of redfish came through at the, at the state pier and provided some action, and, you know, but that's nothing you can really hang your hat on as far as trying to find a pattern when the fish are going to show up continually. Um, the... Pompano continue to kind of thin out in the surf zone. More and more of them are moving offshore, uh, you know, to spawn. And I expect after the full moon and 1st of June, then that's going to, you know, it, it'll be pretty much, uh, even now, it's pretty much dominated by uh, ladyfish. Unless you go further to the west, like around Fort Morgan beaches or especially along Dolphin Island, where there's more speckled trout in the surf and and you have a much better chance of catching trout than you do uh ladyfish even though they are there too hey uh, uh speaking of that uh, mm -hmm. uh, near those beaches i did some inshore fishing this past weekend and uh we saw quite a bit of schools of spanish come through are y'all catching them pretty good well, at times, yeah, you know, it's like they, I don't know if it's because of all the sharks or what, because the pier is kind of abbreviated, but they, the Spanish is another species that's been kind of hit and miss at the pier, um, whereas usually if we can fish off the end, you know, there'll be some good bites, but I, I think the pier has kind of been missing out on some of that. Um, even the piers further to the east, like over in Florida, uh, some days if there's a pretty good wind blowing, you know, they may have a good mackerel bite. And just about every day they're catching some Spanish, but it's, it's kind of spotty. Um, one thing lately, the water's been extremely calm and clear. And 
when that happens, the, the mackerel tend to kind of move a little further offshore, especially once the sun comes up because they're easier prey for predators unless they get into deeper water. They have a little more room to run from, you know, sharks and dolphins. But they, you know, they are still there. And looking at the forecast through the Memorial Day weekend, we've got, you know, a pretty good northeast wind flow setting up. Um, you know, I even heard about a few jubilees the past couple of nights, some small jubilees. So, you know, that kind of thing is going down, and and the surf has been relatively light. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's it's like you just kind of pick where you want to try. You know, the, the beaches have been good prospects, especially for specs first thing in the morning. Um, and places like uh, Cedar Point Pier, um you know, they're still catching drum and the occasional redfish, big redfish, but they're also catching more and more white trout at night. So that, that kind of thing, you know, it's another feature that tells me we're real quickly, we're slipping into a summer-like pattern. The water temperature's above 80 degrees now, and the days are, you know, really about as long as they get. Um, in a few more weeks, it'll be the longest day of the year. So, uh, you know, we have a lot, lot of period, long period of daylight, and so the fish take advantage of that darkness and do a lot of feeding at the beginning and ending of the day. It should be. And, uh, especially, yeah. yeah. It should be a very busy weekend on our beaches and piers with the Memorial Day holiday weekend coming up. And uh, speaking of that, I, I failed to give away an Eastern Shore Ace Hardware coupon for twenty dollars today so let's do that right now we'll take the third caller 694-1055 if you if you hadn't got a great grill or smoker this is the place to get it eastern shore ace hardware hey david put your phone down don't be trying to make that call now <laughs> i've got my other phone you know ready and I'm, I'm dialing off to the side there you know just like those halls meet you know you gotta you gotta get it in there that's get right. that call in while you can that's right um, I did want to take a second, if I could, to remind folks that a week from tonight we're going to have the uh, June meeting of the Alabama Coastal Fishermen's Association. Oh yeah, and then yeah, and we're also going to have the uh, our tournament on June the third will be coming up as well. And uh, folks can find out more about the club uh, through the website at acfafish.com. Um, they can see what the standings are. Uh, through Fishing Chaos. A lot of people are on that. So, um, you know, just a lot of ways to find out more about the club. I'm surprised constantly that more people haven't heard about it and know about it. Um, one local vendor said it was the best-kept secret in, in the area. <laughs> is, is the great deal that people can get for a family membership of $50 a year. And, you know, the, the whole family can come to can fish in the tournaments and they can come to the weigh-ins and eat for free. Yep. And and we also have a banquet at the end of the year that's uh, catered at, at Moe's Barbecue, and that's where we have the meetings at. And if you want to just check out the crowd and come enjoy a good speaker, you can come next Thursday night to Moe's Barbecue at 6 p.m., Admission is absolutely free. Just walk in there, and uh, they they will welcome you with open arms. Absolutely, yeah. Every time, <laughs> been going on for a while too. Yeah, you know, it has. Uh, Twenty seven years now. The club's been running. So wow, 
I remember when it first started, believe it or not. I sure do. I remember Mike Thompson and them getting together and telling me about it, you know. And, uh, yeah, we started promoting it. And so it's really come a long ways. I'm I'm proud of that thing. It's it's really good. It's a great organization to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And we, we really do uh, impress, um, you know, trying to influence new fishermen, uh, you know, getting the kids involved, making it a family-oriented sport. And it, it really does, uh, you know, it makes for great times together. You I know, have things to... like Memorial Day weekend <laughs> is a great time for the whole family to get together and go fishing. I have and there's to... a lot of options even from shore. Yeah, and I have to say one of the best decisions y'all made is to have tournaments with trophies and plaques and no money involved. That's that's, yeah. <laughs> that's really good. That keeps the, the crime out of it. So Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the founding principles of the club. They wanted to eliminate that factor and just make it more fun for everybody. You know, bragging rights is in there, too, of course. Sure. And everybody, you know, likes to kind of beat their chest about who won the last tournament or two. But it's, it's a lot of fun, and it's all good-natured uh, competition. And even the kids get involved. We have their own kids' Uh, competition so the kids are competing against kids and uh, you know it's a lot of fun for the adults and the people that put on the events and stuff like that and you can bring the youth you know your teenagers boys or girls to the meeting next Thursday night too they're also welcome right yeah they'll be out of school now there you go (laughs) they're sure welcome (laughs) hey you you mentioned kids and you know we we all the time on here talking about hunting with kids and all that and promoting that and but, hey, uh, fishing is even more so because, you know, there's kids that don't care anything about being out in the woods and out in the bugs and all that, but I have never seen a kid that didn't like to fish. <laughs> if nothing else, they'll jump in the water. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Throw rocks or something. Make it fun. All right, David, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. Y'all have a great safe weekend. All right. And everybody else, please be safe and take extra precautions on the water this weekend and in the traffic too good grief wear your life jacket Uh, it's called a life jacket for a reason that's right wear it all right y'all have a great weekend and we'll see you here next thursday